Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Sacramento. We are here at Granite Bay Country Club, and uh, we're at the good folks at Empire Home Loans, and they had a nice award uh, ceremony, and I was on a panel today, and uh, just hanging out up here. It's beautiful. We're going to talk about King Dollar. We're going to talk about stagflation, and we're going to talk about the GDP number that came out this morning, which was negative 1.4% gross domestic product, negative growth. Um, I always like to film when there's some kind of scenery. So here's our little duckies here. Hey guys, all good? There's a golf course out here. Not playing golf with my shoulder, but um, it is beautiful. We got a little patio back there hanging out. Uh, okay, so the big news of today is that there is an advanced reading of Q1 GDP. It's gross domestic product. Remember, our economy is basically 70% consumer spending. Um, there's duck poop everywhere, and I'm in boots, so I'm trying not to get it. It'll be bad for my flight home. Uh, so uh, advanced GDP is interesting. It, it has a lot to do with inventory and trade, and um, you know it was uh, anticipated to be 1% growth, and it came in at negative 1.4%. Now, um, the final gross domestic product, which strips out um, – uh, basically inventories and trade and is really consumer demand based um, is still at this point supposed to come in at 3.6%. But with such a huge disparity, a negative 1.4%, that might come down. So uh, no one is saying that the final Q1 GDP will be negative. Um, that doesn't mean that it won't. So um, that's something to look out for. Remember, the technical definition of a recession is two quarters in a row, six entire months of negative growth for our entire economy. Uh, the consumer is very strong. Uh, they are uh, still buying large items like cars and appliances. Um, but if housing starts to slow down, which, um, you know, the intersection of, um, you know, um, I don't want to say higher rates because that's not the big driver, but, um, you know, the shortage of supply, really. Um, if there aren't enough homes for sale, and builders, which are showing decreasing confidence, according to uh, the National Association of Home Builders, um, you know, and we, and together with higher rates, which is probably the least uh, factor that's applicable here. But if you see demand destruction and you start to see um, consumer spending, um, you know, like discretionary stuff start to go down, then you might see that demand destruction which consumer demand is what drives GDP. So right now, I think we're still good. We're in the middle of spring purchase season. Um, uh, David Luna, who um, is the founder of uh, Mortgage Educators, um, MEC, um, he spoke today and he put up an interesting stat that said that uh, borrowers that fail to get an offer accepted after three months are are stopping. And they're stopping at an alarming rate, uh, their house hunt. And if that continues to happen, that is what's called demand destruction. 
And that could be a big deal um, that would affect our economy and our GDP and truly lead to a recession. Now, inflation is still high and persistent. So the term stagflation is one where um, you've got, you know, stagnant growth. Okay. Not necessarily recessionary growth, but just maybe flat. You know, 1% growth is still growth. It's not technically a recession. But if you have stagnant growth, anything really under two is kind of um, seen as subpar, uh, but not recessionary. And persistent inflation, you have stagflation. And that's not good. And so um, will this change the calculus of the Fed? You know, the markets have priced in, you know, those that buy and sell money, bonds, stocks, mortgage-backed securities, they priced in about 2.5% Fed funds rate, Okay. That's a lot of that's a lot of Fed rate hikes. So will they go that high? Will they raise 50 next week? More than likely, yes. And then raise again in June and then again later in the summer. And, you know, now you're at 1.75. But if you have stagnant growth, persistent inflation, which has not come down, which we don't know um, right now, there's still some uncertainty there. Um, you could get the Fed to maybe potentially pause if inflation starts to come down and the growth is stagnant. So something to look out for as the summer goes on. Some very contrarian um, economists are saying that we might have seen peak interest rates already. Now, all the conventional wisdom says, we're just going to keep going up and up and up, right? Just like we're going to be in a recession. So yeah, I mean, I read the conventional wisdom and everyone thinking one thing is usually not right, right? So, um, so again, interest rates, they may peak in September or December this year. And uh, we're just not sure. I mean, if the Fed pauses any time this year on systematic 50 basis point rate hikes, you might see mortgage interest rates improve dramatically in a heartbeat. But we're not really going to know at this point. It's going to take some time. So we're in this little ping pong effect between high inflation, stagflation, low growth, not the greatest growth. Maybe it's recession, you know, in a year or two. Who knows? But that ping ponging will keep us trading in this little range here. But all we can do is control our actions and make sure that we continue to put people in homes and get them out of renting. Now, the one thing about the Fed, this is what nobody talks about, okay? The Fed talks about um, making sure unemployment um, is tame and low, which it is, and taming inflation at their 2% target. Now their target's 4%, which we know we've been persistently over 7 to 8 The thing they don't say, which is not the most popular thing to say, is... Um, they care more about the strength of the dollar and the dollar being the reserve currency of the world than anything. So remember when they said transitory inflation and Jay Powell defined transitory as anything not permanent. That means you have to suffer for three years of inflation, but it's not permanent as long as king dollar is king. That's something that the Fed's not going to say and no one's going to say it. But you know what? Don't you want a strong dollar? Don't you want to have the strongest economy in the world? It sucks. Every time there is any kind of recessionary flare-ups uh, flare or lack of growth or whatever, we all bear the brunt. We're the consumers. We're the ones that pay higher prices for food and energy and cars and houses. But that pain is spread amongst our entire population to keep king dollar. And that's what the Fed cares about more than anything. Could you imagine if the, the Chinese... Yuan was the currency of the world or the Russian ruble. Russia just cut off natural gas to Bulgaria and Poland. Maybe Germany's next. They're going to fight that fight. At least we're a fiscally responsible and a socially responsible nation.
especially on the world stage compared to all the other economies. So um, Amazon reported today, a little bit of a miss, but still obviously, you know, the consumer's buying like crazy. Apple had a huge earnings hit. Um, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not responsible for your losses, only your profits. Hope you made some money on the Fang stocks, not Netflix, of course. Um, I will say one more thing. Um, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin, uh, from Shark Tank, he is calling blockchain technology the 12th sector of the S&P. And I know some of us are seeing Bitcoin and Ethereum and those prices go down. Um, but don't be mistaken, just because the market cap of crypto has gone down by 48% from its peak, there are hundreds of millions of dollars being invested in projects to make blockchain better. Why do we pay for title insurance? Why do we pay all this money for title insurance? It could just be on a blockchain technology. If I do a refinance six months after I bought my house, a year, two years, what's wrong with title? If I'm on an immutable ledger, on a blockchain ledger, there's no, there's nothing to happen. And the whole world knows about it. It's completely transparent. Why am I paying another three, four, five thousand dollars for title to refinance something I own that I know nothing happened? And so does the world. Blockchain, blockchain technology is definitely going to be something that's going to uh, revolutionize the world. And the investments are high. So don't get that twisted. Um, hope this update was timely. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, we've got um, some more news coming out next week. The big news is really the Fed Open Market Committee meeting. So by Wednesday, they're going to talk about what they're doing. And they're likely to say we're going to announce a Fed funds rate. But people aren't looking for that. That's already baked in the cake. What they're looking for is any guidance that there might be a change. Are there any changes, especially now seeing this advanced GDP reading that's down a little bit? So uh, we'll be looking out for that. Have a great weekend. Finish the month strong. It's a huge month in April. Next month's going to be a massive month as well. Um, have a great weekend and be safe. And by the way, I know that everyone's not wearing masks anymore, um, but our medical workers are. And our medical workers are still dealing with suffering and they're still dealing with people that are um, dealing with COVID or any other issue. And they don't get to go to work without a mask. And that includes when you go to an orthopedic or anywhere to get something looked at. So it may be all good on the airlines. That's great. But let's not forget about the frontline medical workers who are still wearing masks. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Disneyland. We are on the rocket ride here at the California Mortgage Innovators Conference. We're in Tomorrow Morrowland. And I promise this is not going to be a, a very long video because I'm not going to be able to keep it together. There's Disney. Uh, I want to thank Total Expert for a great uh, dinner tonight. John Hill, our ambassador. And uh, the California Mortgage Banker Association putting on the California Mortgage Innovator Conference. And uh, I know there's been a lot of trade shows and people are coming out, but... How, how many of you get here in Disney? I mean, this is pretty cool, right? So, um, I know there's been a lot of talk about uh, the mask mandates being lifted. You can see I have no mask, man, uh, mask on right now. But let's not forget, in our hospitals and all of our outpatient um, you know, facilities, all of our frontline medical workers are still on the front line having to wear masks. So, let's not forget about them. Let's think about them. Although the pandemic is largely over, I'm going to go down here, see if I can make it slow down here. Even though the pandemic is largely over, we still have medical workers that are uh, 
having to wear masks every day to work. And that that's not cool. So let's think about them. I know it's been great for us to come out and enjoy this newfound freedom after our, uh, our great innovative country has come up with multiple vaccines and helped us reach herd immunity. But uh, we do have people that are out there still, uh, still going through it. Uh, Axis Lending Academy is holding the, uh, the Sip and Mingle Champagne Toast tomorrow. Um, I believe at the uh, Anaheim Hilton, which is where the uh, California Mortgage Innovator Conference is. And uh, we hope to see you there. Access Learning Academy is a uh, nonprofit. Um, it is an education company. Uh, we intentionally find uh, learners to come into our business. And, um, and thank you. Get up. Oh, do what? Oh, I'm going up again. Okay, sorry, everybody. We're still filming. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bonus ride. We get two rides, apparently. Um, the Axis Lending Academy is holding the Sip and Mingle Champagne Toast tomorrow uh, to close out the reception for the uh, California Mortgage Innovator Conference. So if you're in town, come to Anaheim, come to the Hilton, come check it out. Um, yes, sir. Um, you know, the Fed is speaking this week. They speak tomorrow. Oh, boy. And um, they speak tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, the question and answer section will come out. Will the Fed, you know, say anything that's uh, going to bring more certainty to their policy? So are they going to do more than the 50 basis point rate hike? I don't know. Um, I think they're just going to do 50. And I think they're going to do at least three for sure and then see where we're at with the inflation and the strength of our economy. So, uh, you know, that's, that's about all I can get to uh, without getting too dizzy and Wanted to vomit all over this, so uh, we'll get back to you soon. It's definitely one of my most unique videos I've ever done. Hey, cheers, everybody! Have a good one. Hey, coming to you live from Rancho Mirage. Give you a little walk here, out here uh, in the uh, in the desert. They call this the low desert. So you got Palm Springs. Rancho Mirage, Palm Desert, and La Quinta. And uh, this is the golden hour. Sun setting behind the mountains back there. So it's always a good vibe, good feeling out here. Uh, just banging out phone calls, knocking it out, uh, wrapping up the first week of May. I know everyone's crushing it. We're in the middle of purchase season and things are super busy. We're definitely feeling it over here. Um, okay, so the Fed spoke yesterday. By the way, I put out two videos last week. I put out one on... Uh, Monday and another one last Thursday and neither of them uploaded. So I don't know what the hell is going on. So I'm, I'm trying the thing where you click on the video thing from the app as opposed to uploading a video. So I apologize for not getting more content out to, uh, to the crowd here. I really talked about a lot of cool stuff and I actually said some funny stuff. The last one was from a roller coaster uh, or from a, a ride in um, Disneyland. So it was, it was actually pretty cool. It was only three and a half minutes. I almost threw up. So I had to hang up. Uh, okay. So the Fed spoke yesterday. Big, big deal. Market moving. Um, you know, we've been talking about the Fed put, right? So um, with all the Fed um, stimulus that they put in since the CARES Act, um, it propped up the stock market and propped up, um, you know, equities and pretty much everything. There's so much cash in the system right now. And um, unfortunately, um, <clears throat> that uh, is now gone. And so the Fed basically said they're going to accelerate um, uh, reducing their balance sheet. So, you know, I can get all the numbers, but they're basically, you know, getting rid of uh, a bunch of treasuries and a bunch of mortgage-backed securities 
to reduce the balance sheet that they ran up to $9 trillion. The last time the Fed reduced their balance sheet after a quantitative easing, uh, easing cycle um, was very disruptive for the market. Um, remember, we buy and sell money, and stocks and bonds are money. And bond traders, treasury traders, mortgage-backed security traders, you know, it's very disruptive. They're being forced to basically, you know, buy up and eat all these uh, treasuries and, and mortgage-backed securities that the Fed is offloading from their balance sheet. So the market just has to eat it. And so what's interesting is um, on top of that, with persistent inflation and um, potentially slowing signs of the economy, some people are looking for reason to think there's a recession coming. Again, I've said this a million times. Of course, a recession is coming at some point. When? This year? Next year? Are we in one already? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point, though, is that um, you have to deal with what we're dealing with right now. And that's um, inflation where it's at now and um, mortgage interest rates where they are now, a lack of housing supply. And you have to just work hard. There's less business right now. There's not a bunch of refinances that are um, falling out of the sky. You have to go find business. You know, Do some non-QM loans like we do um, in all three channels here at PRMG. Go find some DSCR loans. Do the bank statement stuff. You know, Go find a way to create value. Um, you know, uh, you know, we're working on a cash uh, offer program for uh, buyers to maybe get in the house a little bit easier. So there's a lot of stuff out there that's being done. Um, but, you know, nothing nothing like grinding it for good hard work. Maybe dabble in a little bit of lead flow, a little lead gen. You know, get to the borrowers first. You know, get them to call you first because you have a web presence and you buy leads and you have a fantastic landing page and a world-class CRM and use a great, you know, point of sale. So, you know, these are things that you just have to, to grind. Uh, so I'll get into a couple industry topics here in a second, but let's stick with macro news for just a little bit longer. So the Fed, um, they really truly think inflation is going to subside um, into the latter half of this year. They really do. They really, remember, transitory to them means not permanent. So even though uh, food and energy prices are up, um, they're not going to be up forever. And so when will they start to come down? Will demand destruction bring it down? Um, you know, will supply chain issues being eased? Will that come down? But they are saying 50 basis point rate hike yesterday, two more 50 basis point rate hikes between the June and August meeting. And um, and then they're going to sit and see what the data says between that and the, uh, excuse me, July, um, and then the September meeting. There's a lot of time between now and September. Maybe supply chain issues do get fixed. Maybe... Uh, there is more slowing data in the economy. But remember, the economy is based on consumer spending. 70% of the American GDP, gross domestic product, is based on consumer spending. Consumers are flush with cash. They have tons of savings. They haven't burned through that. They're still spending and relatively confident. Of course, the lower end consumer, maybe not as confident, maybe dealing with a little bit more um, inflationary pressure on their home balance sheets. But those aren't the home buyers, sadly. So housing market is still very strong. There's a lack of supply. Rising interest rates, it might curb demand a little bit on the margin. But at the end of the day, if you want to buy a house, you're going to buy a house. You know, you need another bedroom, you're going to go do it. Um, it's not exactly cheap to rent either. So, you know, I keep saying, get in that starter home. Convince people to get a starter home. Your first car was a piece of crap, your starter car. So everyone's first house doesn't necessarily have to be some, you know, big bad place. So. Um, you know, get people, even if they move outskirts of town, they can go take a job that allows them to work from anywhere. By the way, there are 1.9 job openings for every unemployed person, according to the Fed. Six million unemployed people, 
11.55 million jobs open. So the economy, uh, the labor uh, market's tight. It's very strong. You know, in a recession, people are losing jobs. People are, the unemployment rate rises. And we haven't seen any of that, not even a lick of that. And that's going to take some time for the slack to come out. But as Fed Chairman Jay Powell said yesterday, um, there's a lot of slack to be given. Let's say some of those job openings, small businesses say, you know what, maybe we don't need all these waiters and waitresses, or maybe these jobs that we were looking for, we're going to hold on because, you know, we're seeing some cracks or we're slowing down or things are more expensive or whatever, whatever. Wages have gone up. And so maybe some businesses like, you know what, we're not going to hire that next person because we've been paying everybody that's with us a little bit more. And um, even though, unfortunately, in, you know, the, the mortgage business, it's been a lot of layoffs, um, you know, no layoffs at PRMG for what it's worth. I'm not trying to plug myself, but I think it is kind of a, something that stands out. Um, you know, there's some craziness going on out there. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, there are tons of job openings. And even if there are less and less job openings, let's say there's 4 million job openings that go away. Still 7.5 million job openings for the 6 million people that are unemployed. If more people lose their jobs, that is more of a sign towards slowing growth, more of a recessionary type um, sign. But we haven't seen that. It's a, it's a very strong labor market right now. So game on. You know, Go help people find houses. Uh, some news. Uh, ICE, Intercontinental Exchange, the owners of uh, who bought uh, the LOS and Compass, they, um, they have entered into uh, an agreement to purchase uh, Black Knight for $13.1 billion. That is uh, pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, barring any regulatory, um, you know, is it is it too big of a purchase? I don't know. You know, the regulators still have to bless the transaction. But, um, you know, there's a lot of M&A. There's a lot of activity when there's downturns and cycles like there are right now. And, um, you know, who knows what that merger is going to look like. But I'm excited. I know, pe- I know people from both teams. They've got fantastic leadership at both companies. So it'll be interesting to see how, um, all those pieces complement each other um, out there. So that's some industry news. Jobless claims today, 200,000, you know, a little higher than expected, but not a lot. Um, is it a pattern? Are there going to be a lot more jobless claims? We see months and months of rising jobless claims. That's something to look at. Are we going to see peak inflation? Are we going to see the uh, consumer price, um, you know, expenditure uh, and producer price expenditure? Are we going to see, um, you know, these price levels come down? Those are measures the Fed's looking at. You know, Jay Powell kind of hinted he thinks there might be some. Um, you know, some peak inflation potentially. So anyway, a lot of data to look at, a lot of things going on. Um, by the way, I know it's great. We don't have to wear masks. You're on an airplane. We're all taking photos. It's great to see smiling faces. Our medical workers still have to wear masks. So if you go to a hospital, they're still sitting around on masks. Even if you go into an outpatient place, they're wearing masks. So let's not forget about the people on the front lines who are still dealing with COVID, by the way. Um, I went to the stagecoach um uh, country conference uh i guess that was uh, this weekend and uh, apparently a bunch of people got covid after uh, you know after uh, after the conference it kind of sucks so you know it's still out there still it, you know our medical workers are still fighting this thing and you know they're still being safe so you know let's let's not forget about them on the front lines and um you know let's give them some love and and um some thoughts and, and prayers out for all of our medical workers um, on the front line all right we'll get back to you next week have a good one cheers You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. 
The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.